What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. That includes Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel where you can get content on all the other South Florida teams. Lots of Panther stuff and Dolphin stuff has been going up there recently. So make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also check out FiveReasonSports.com. Spell that one out. We do not have a paywall. And join us on Playback. We always put that up on Twitter uh, just before the games start. We'll be on there again for Game 5, Heat Knicks, the one up in New York. You'll have the entire Five on the Floor crew on that one because uh, none of us will actually be at that game. So check us out on Playback. That's where you can watch the stream for free, but you can also chat with us and we'll be on the stage and you can mute the regular broadcast if you want to. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Miami Gaming Parties. Check them out at MiamiGamingParties.com. They will set up a fun custom event for you. They'll bring the PS5s, all of the other equipment. They even bring trophies. You pick the games. You pick the venue. They'll give you different packages that you can get. It's for kids, but all the way up. Uh, MiamiGamingParties.com is a new company down here, but already some of our viewers are starting to enjoy this. Pick a day that they don't have a Heat or Panther game and just call them up or check them out on the website. Again, it's MiamiGamingParties.com and just plan your event today. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buffett said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on Five Reasons Sports. i got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. we got a day between games here. Check out Starting Five. I did that this morning. Also, Greg hosted a podcast Last night with Brian Fonseca, uh, our guy Gabe, also Tony Schwartz. 
on the on uh, on the oh, that's on all the podcast feeds and also on the YouTube channel as well. And we'll also have a post game show, of course, as we always do after game five. But today we're going to get you ready for game five by digging into the heat a little bit and digging into this playoff run. The Heat are now one game away. I can't believe this from an Eastern Conference Finals, and it may end up being an Eastern Finals uh, rematch for the third time in four years against the Celtics if they actually take care of business also. As we speak here, they have their own game five. They got their own trouble with Philadelphia right now. We'll see how that series goes. That's 2-2. But either way, if the Heat make the Eastern Conference Finals, they would play a team that they played in the postseason last year. Uh, and they played a couple of times here recently. Um, but we're going to dig into the Heat a little bit again, as I said, more specifically today. And we're going to take three people off the table here before we go forward, Okay. I want to take Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Eric Spolstra off the table. So we're not going to discuss the three of them. And I want to get into who has been sort of the X factor surprise of this postseason for Miami. Um, who, who has been the guy who we didn't see this necessarily coming, but that this player has had an impact on winning. Okay. And that's basically what they've done. Okay. They have four and one in the first round, three and one in the second round. Seven and two in the playoffs. Eight and two if you go back to the play-in game against uh, Chicago. And, of course, then they'd be eight and one going back if you include the games that Jimmy Butler's actually played. And a lot of guys have stepped up, and some of them have stepped up in the absence of Tyler Hero, who's still kind of lurking out there. So Tyler on IG now. First, there was no cast. Yesterday, there was no brace. Okay? So it does appear, and Greg and I have been reporting, that he's a little bit closer than was initially projected and potentially uh, that means could be back maybe to the start of the finals or who knows, maybe even sooner than that. So he's off the table too, obviously, because he has not been a factor in the postseason. But there are a lot of options, and that, that's the thing. I'm looking through um, net ratings of various NBA players in the playoffs, and, like, a lot of the Heat guys are towards the top of the list. And it's not Jimmy, okay? It's it's the others, all right? It's Caleb Martin. It's Duncan Robinson, actually. You know, Duncan Robinson has the top defensive rating in the entire postseason, which may make you reevaluate defense, individual defensive rating, as Alex Please. said. Please, <laughs> no more individual net rating, defensive rating. That, that's it. I will it's say done. this. If you, if, you look, if you look at net rating in general here, it's Duncan Robinson and a bunch of all-stars, actually, and Caleb Martin. But it's, That should tell you Duncan. everything you need to know about using it for individuals. I think it's All better right, well, to use for lineups. All right, well, we'll throw it out. You could use it for Linus, but it is a reason, I guess, why Duncan's playing, because obviously Eric Spolster's seeing something there. Um, but let's go through some of the rest of the names. We're all going to pick one, but we may end up fighting over them. So I'm just going to throw out a name, and let's get into sort of the surprise factor, how impactful the player has been, and how much we can expect going forward. Let's start here with Kevin Love. Um, and here's where I go with Kevin Love, is... I saw him in a very different light before he came to Miami and even for his first few weeks here in Miami, than what I'm seeing now, like he's literally lit up that locker room. Like he has become the butt of jokes in a positive way and he's giving it back to guys, but he's also playing at a pretty high level. He's shooting 37% from three in the postseason, and he's averaging 11.6 rebounds per 36 minutes. Um, his workload has gone up in the playoffs. He's moved into the starting lineup. He's given them another rebounder to go with Bam, so Bam can concentrate more often on just boxing out and knowing somebody else is going to get the rebound. That two-man combination has been much better in the playoffs than it was. We talked about it, Alex, particularly. That, that was a disaster uh, the first few weeks, uh, for at least the first two or three weeks, the Bam love minutes. That's been much better. 
And now when I pull today, uh, whether or not you would bring him back at more than the minimum, which they can do uh, going into next year, because then given the raises and all the rest of it, uh, 92% said yes uh, of Heat fans that were polled today. So, Greg, since this was going to be your choice before we started, why would you have picked him? Well, I guess expectations come into play to some degree because I didn't expect after what we saw from Kevin Love late in the regular season for him to be such an integral part of what they're doing. I mean, I just think about the Milwaukee series. Everyone all year said, how the heck are the Heat going to match up with that big team? And I don't think they get through that series without Kevin Love. He had a double-double in the clincher. Um, And then on top of that, against New York, he single – I won't say single-handedly – but kind of single-handedly turned the tides of a game where he had those outlet passes that kind of flipped the script on the kind of the momentum of that game uh, up in New York. And so he's had moments, he's had stats, he shot well. So the things that you kind of need, the perfect four next to Bam, as we've debated about all season, uh, not that he's necessarily that, but just for me, they needed a big man to step up in some way, shape, or form. And he's doing the things that they need a big man to do. And then to your point, Ethan, I always kind of thought about, like, would he fit in? And maybe that was a dumb question and I'm not close enough to um, the players to know how they have previous relationships and such, but the fact that he has become such a, uh, a well-liked, well-received player that appears as if he like picked up where he left off and he's been around for a long time. To me, it just signals a guy that likely could be back next year. And I don't know that that's where I was trending as the season was winding down. So that's where for me, because of that double double in game five against Milwaukee playing big against that big team. And then those outlet passes in game one, those are just some of the things that I think jump out at me, uh, you know, so far this postseason. I'll go a step further. I think he is back next year. Um, and I, I, unless he gets some, offer that they don't want to go near because of luxury tax, but I don't think he's getting that. I mean, when when he, when he was available, you know, there was, there was some competition for his services, but not significant competition for his services and Cleveland wanted nothing to do with him anymore. And we, we saw the way that they're, (laughs) they got worked on their front line in the Knicks series. And now we're seeing what's happening here. Alex, why has, and and by the way, you, you mentioned him fitting in. It's been with Jimmy to start, which is great because you needed that, but also with Kyle, but also he and Max have become very close. He was talking about that last night. Um, so it's with the, it's with sort of the, you know, the, the, the old vets on the team and kind of the young vets on the team also. Alex, why has it worked so much better in the playoffs than it did for the first like two, three weeks of the regular season where it, it I mean, we got to be honest, it didn't look like it was working. Yeah. And that's a great question. Um, another way that, they've made me eat my words has been with the Kevin Love thing. I wasn't completely out on him, but there was a point. Um, I believe it was around the time of the play-in, which has done so many podcasts, it's hard to remember, where I said I might consider taking him out of the rotation. And that was me mostly too. matchup-based, but I think some of it had become tough where it's like, well, you're, you might have to pick between um, him and Zeller as your backup five because clearly that's where it was working really well. Like you mentioned it with those Jimmy and Love um, plus others minutes right i think that's where they had found something there and now i just think they found such a nice flow on the offensive end with uh bam and kevin love and i think they've kind of figured it out although the offense was trending in the right way during the second half of the season or you know last portion of the season i should say with love back i think they have really put it together on that end and defensively man he's been solid as hell and that's where he's especially 
made me eat my words. And like I've mentioned before, these are some pretty favorable matchups for him when you, when, you know, compared to other teams, other playoff teams, because the Bucks and the Knicks are both bigger. So I think it's easier to play him. And they both don't feature, like, I think players who are really going to hunt and kill him. I think, like, you know, Giannis, obviously the best, maybe the best player in the league. Brunson is a great player, but he's done a hell of a job holding his own. I think, you know, going away from the showing and recovering mostly and kind of sticking towards the drop with just a lot of help like they like to do has been good for him. It really hasn't stood out in a bad way, which is what you wanted to see. In fact, like I said, he's been solid. He's, when he's not taking charges, when he's not um, grabbing rebounds, I mean, he's still there. Like he is getting in the way. He is filling the gaps, sticking to their defensive principles. And I think that's really what it's about. Like it's not just he's surviving. No, he's actually helping. Now, Things could change in another series, but I think what he's done so far, he's been a two-way player in these playoffs, and that's, like, the best thing I could say about him. It's just crazy to me because, like, you know, we did the episode the other day about everything uh, kind of flipping and the the bad things flipping uh, for the Heat in these playoffs into good things. Without Jimmy and Bam in the playoffs, they have a plus 31 net rating without the both of them. Obviously, it's in a much smaller sample size, so it's a percentage of it. But still, that's incredible. That was not one of their strengths whatsoever uh, throughout the season. And then you would think it would be even tougher for them going into the playoffs, losing a starter like Tyler Hero, therefore bringing somebody up into the starting lineup. Their bench has been fantastic. He's been a big part of that uh, when he was a part of their bench. He's a big part of it now in the starting lineup. And uh, I mentioned it here in the chat. For this series, the Heat are tied with the Knicks in offensive rebound percentage. And that's huge. That's absolutely huge because that was the Knicks' biggest strength. Like, right? Like we, we mentioned it before the series that they don't turn the ball over and they offensive rebound at a really high level. They also get to the free throw line. And I think the offensive rebounding was where I was most worried. And I think they've had him mostly on Mitchell Robinson to start. And I was a little bit worried about Mitchell Robinson getting some athletic putbacks and it was going to be a little bit tough on Love to try to keep up with him. He's done a great job. The fact that the Heat are tied with them in offensive rebound percentage is crazy to me because that is not the Heat's strength when it comes to offensive rebounds. It's defensive rebounds. They're really battling there, the not letting the Knicks get those second-chance points. They got 10 more second-chance points to the Knicks last night. Kevin Love is a huge part of that. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes, but um, going on like going forward in the future, I just think it's been incredible so far. Like He's doing everything on the floor offensively that you want him to do. He's doing everything on the floor defensively you want him to do. He's getting you extra looks in transition. He's giving you more than I think we could have asked for, you know, when they first got him. You're muted. I'm going to go to the second guy here, and this is a weird one. Um, Because you don't think of a guy with a $28 million contract as an unexpected X factor. But when you're talking, Alex, about the non-Jimmy, non-Bam lineups, the guy who's anchoring those is Kyle Lowry. And I I think we have to call him unexpected because I was at a point around the trade deadline, the first thing, we thought he might get moved, okay? But then I thought they were going to shut him down. I mean, that's where that was trending. I mean, there, there there were issues about role. There were issues about health. There were all kinds of things going on. He wasn't going to be a starter anymore. And then all of a sudden it was okay. He got back just before the end of February, I believe, uh, which was a little bit sooner than we anticipated. And he played well heading into the playoffs. But you look at last night, 
Tom Thibodeau went on like a two minute soliloquy about Kyle Lowry last night. Like just that, I mean, they're asking what they're dealing with. And he just kept saying, well, they got Kyle Lowry coming off the bench as if it was like 2017 Kyle Lowry, which it's not. Um, but he's given them stability with that group. And one of the things that the Heat kept saying to me when I kept talking about the non-Jimmy, non-Bam minutes was, well, we haven't had Kyle. So, so that's been a big problem. And they were trying to anchor those units with Tyler, but it's different anchoring them with a point guard who's just basically getting everybody in the right place as opposed to, to a scorer uh, who oftentimes is charged with getting his own. Okay, And, and so, I, I mean, I think that he's an incredibly unexpected X factor, not because of you know league reputation or anything like that, but because he hadn't really given much to the Heat the whole year. Like the first two, yeah. three, two. I mean, all I kept hearing about was honestly, I was hearing about these people around the team. Kyle's checked out. Um, you know, he hasn't really bought into this thing anymore. He can't get healthy. I mean, there was a lot of negativity surrounding him, and it does seem like the one. Well, not seem like we talked about this. The one guy who really didn't want to move to the deadline was Spo. Um, we've discussed this. We mentioned this on off the floor that there was still a trust level there, and now you're seeing it. He's accepted the bench role. His minutes have ticked up now in the playoffs. I'm looking here. Um, he's averaging 24. It's a little bit more. Toward the end of the regular season, it was close to 21, 22 over the last few weeks. He's averaging 24. He's shooting 45% from the field, 38% from three. Not the line a lot, but he's shooting 90% from the line. Uh, three rebounds, four assists, and basically one turnover, like 1.3 turnovers. In this series, his turn since the turnover ratio is five to one. Okay, it's better than it was in the Milwaukee series. So it's, it's very few mistakes. And he's, here's the other thing. His defense has been better in the postseason because uh, he was getting worked at the point of attack a lot earlier. He looks to me to be in better shape than he was earlier in the year, too. So, I, I mean, I think he's there with love in terms of yeah. what he's contributed and what we expected. Active hands has mm -hmm. been something that, like, I know that that sounds cliche to say, but yo, the dude, every everybody who's coming in the lane, he's stripping the ball out of their hands and he's doing it over and over. It's like, he's Jimmy all of a sudden. Um, but then the other part of it is this and Ethan, you hinted at it. Um, and I don't know that it is as, uh, like, I think that this just is by happenstance that we've arrived at a place. But if you said to me, like, let's today's May 9th. If you told me on March 9th, February 9th, one of those ninths that there was going to be minutes throughout the playoffs where you were going to be able to play Kyle Lowry and four guys, not named Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. I would have mm -hmm. laughed you off of the podcast. Well, with the, said, no Tyler too. Correct. That's what I'm saying. You would have like, said no, it like yeah. a month ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe even a week or two ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you see it, you kind of don't even believe it's happening. And then when you see them grow a lead, extend a lead or even just stay flat to the lead that they owned when Jimmy or Bam went off the floor to me, like that's just absolutely unexpected. And it's a testament to Kyle because he was, or at least people around Kyle were saying that it had to do with the way he was feeling physically to some degree. And I know that we were going in other directions and I, I still think that there everything wasn't so copacetic. Yeah. But it, now it was a little of both. he looks healthy and I'll just end by saying this, and we're not heading to the offseason when we're not doing transaction talk. 
as a $28 million expiring contract, no matter what, Kyle Lowry is no longer a negative asset, nor does he have no value to the Miami Heat going forward. So I think, if anything else, it's surprising that he now is a player that they can value in a different way than I think we all thought that they were going to have to value him heading into this offseason. Well, I think he's a flat asset now. I, I, I feel like he's worked his way up to that. And I think that there is there is some team or some coach, like when you listen to Tibbs yesterday, there's some team or some coach that's going to think, okay, if I got to get rid of some, you know, a, a play, if we, if we have to move a player that we don't necessarily want to move, but we got to take a contract back to make it work, I can still get value. I can still get use out of Kyle Lowry in the last year of his contract, that he can be of value to the young players and he can give me play. If it's a team that wants to stay in the playoff mix and it's not a team that's just looking to trade for him to buy him out, okay, which is also a possibility, by the way, um, that this is a player who, who yeah, I, I think he's more of a flat asset now. I don't think it's going to make most Heat fans say, oh, well, that was a great contract looking back. But it will feel different if they're in the finals and he's making big plays because that's what we wanted to see from Dragic a couple of years ago, and then he got hurt, and we couldn't see it. So if you're able to see and you couldn't see it uh, last year because Kyle was banged up throughout the entire postseason. He had the one huge game six against Boston, but then did not play well in game seven, and then they didn't end up getting the finals. But Alice, I'll go here. I mean, I guess this shouldn't be – to me it's surprising, again, because there was so much negativity around him, whether it was the health or the fit or just frustrations that the organization had with him, which I knew about, which we talked about. Uh, but honestly, the role that he kind of fell into is the role that we have felt for a while was the best role for him, which is quarterbacking the second unit. And particularly, again – uh, you know, he plays with Bam some. Tibbs mentioned that yesterday. He's like, Lowry's not just playing with the second unit. They bring Bam back. He comes out. He comes back in. And and I noticed something in the locker room yesterday, and I hope I heard it right, okay, but I believe I did, where after Kyle was done with his presser and he got rid of us, which he loves to do, he went over to Bam, who was waiting to do his uh, thing in the, in, the, in the interview room, and he, pat, he made sure to pat him on the back, and Bam looked at him, and he said, I appreciate you. Um which if that's a sign of what's going on behind the scenes, considering Bam is the guy that we've constantly talked about, how do you bring that out of him? There's an important role there. But, but again, Alex, he's just kind of, he's kind of fit into the role that we discussed. He's out there with Haywood Highsmith, Caleb Martin, Max Struess. Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller, right? Yeah, I think this is the role that we have wanted him to be in for a while, and it's just paid dividends incredibly. Like, And, you know, I was trying to look up the difference between the, the Kyle minutes – this season with no Jimmy or Bam compared to the playoffs, it was still surprisingly pretty positive throughout the season. You know, Kyle playing without those two guys. And then even if you throw in Tyler in there, so he's playing without those three, those minutes are pretty positive this season. But in the playoffs, like I mentioned, they're about a plus 30 net rating with no Jimmy or Bam on the floor. It's just insane. Again, that's not something that would sustain over a whole season, but they've been absolutely killing in those minutes. That was not a strength of theirs. Kyle's been a huge part of it. And like you mentioned, when they bring Bam onto the floor back after Kyle does his thing with straight up um, bench units, those lineups have been fantastic as well. They've been really, really good. And what if I told you that those lineups have actually been much, much better when you just look at the, the on-off data than Jimmy without Bam. So those, you know, the Jimmy um, kind of minutes where, where he's without Bam, I think, I, I think it was like a, a minus eight or something like that in these playoffs. And then when you look at, um, Kyle with Bam and no Jimmy. It's like a plus eight or it was around it was around that number. They have done an incredible job 
of winning those minutes when Jimmy Butler is not on the floor. Because a lot of this playoffs, I think, uh, by the, you know, maybe the national media and, and some fans are going to tell you, you know, it's Jimmy carrying these guys, you know, other guys stepped up. But it's really a lot more than that. Everybody is playing their part. Kyle Lowry has been a huge part of that. You know, you mentioned his playoff numbers. In this series, he's averaging 13, 5, and 4 rebounds. And like you mentioned, the 5-1 to one assist to turnover ratio. He's hitting his shots, shooting 39% from three. And like uh, you mentioned, Leif, extremely active on defense, just way better than he looked during the season. And it really does just kind of uh, – look, maybe it is a shape thing. Maybe it is the way that he was – I think he got some rest towards the end of the season before, mm-hmm. uh, before the playoffs too. All of that helps for sure with an older point guard. But, man, it really does look like, you know, Kyle Lowry just gives a lot more of a shit in the playoffs. Excuse my language there. Or I should no, say I, the real season. I, I think that's it. I, and I, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, he shot me a look from hell when I asked him yesterday, is this the best you've played? He didn't let me get out this season. I was trying to say this season. <laughs> he always stops me. I was trying to say this season. But obviously, it's not the best he's played in his career. But it was striking that Tibbs, of all the things that Tibbs could have talked about in his postgame presser, Jimmy and everything. The one place that Tibbs went that he was not directed was to Kyle Lowry. So that's on his mind. The, the, the Heat bench is outplaying the Knicks bench significantly. That's a big and problem. That, right. And that, along with offensive rebounding, were the two places that the Knicks were supposed to have an advantage. And neither of them have been an advantage. By the uh, way, deserves a, lot, a lot of credit for the first. Can I say something else about Kyle? I really like the way that he's been playing on offense where even if he's not taking, he's not chucking up a lot of shots, maybe I would want him to take even more shots with some of those uh, pull-ups that might be available to him. I love the way that he's really running the show. And I know that's kind of what we've been talking about in general, but he is getting into the paint and just, you know, he, he's getting paint touches and swinging it out from there. And I think the identity of this team on offense in the playoffs and what they've been able to do, even when the shots, the three-point shots are not falling, is their ball movement. And I think... That's kind of the biggest separator, and this is not – I know we're not talking about Bam here, but I think that's the biggest separator of Bam's role in the first half of the season to the second half of the season is that they kind of, I think, went back to trying to become more of a movement team and using Bam kind of in the, in the way we've seen him use before. And essentially it's to go back to some of what you were doing before as far as always having the ball moving. I think Kyle has just been a huge part of that. And another another thing with the, the Knicks' strengths, they were supposed to be really good at not turning the ball over. In this series – the Heat are first in the playoffs in opposing turnover percentage. Mm-hmm. So you, you took them out of the offensive rebounding strengths, took them out of their depth strengths, took them out of the turnover percentage strengths, and you're getting to the free throw line more than them. They're, they were supposed to be pretty good at getting to the free throw line. So all of it has been – I just it, it's been everybody pitching in, and, and not just that, but like giving you the best play that they've given you all season. It's crazy how everybody can hit at the same time. Like right now they, they have one of the best offense, offensive rating uh, – since the series started, the second best defensive rating since the series started. They they're also not turning the ball over very much. The Heat are like everything is coming together, and I think Kyle has really been a huge part of that because w- when the stars are are not playing, like he is really running the show out there and extending leads, like you guys are talking about. It the the defense, man. It's not even the charges only. It's the active hands. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere on the rotations. Like he just has. He's playing with a certain verve to him that I haven't seen very much since he's been here and I think like you mentioned a lot of it had to do with him being sidelined for most of last playoffs but Kyle Lowry has shown you that he will show up in big games even if it's not with like you know sexy stat lines or whatever he is going to do things and you and it's easy for anybody to notice like it's not stuff that it's not just stuff that doesn't appear on the statute it's a little bit of both a little bit of everything 
We're going to get into the undrafteds here uh, in a second. I do want to mention a couple more sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And, of course, of, of uh, this particular podcast, Five on the Floor, our friend Mark Dela Cruz over at You Break Wheel Fix. Check them out at YouBreakWheelFix.com. It's a complete wheel solution. They do everything there. They do the repairs, but they also do the refinishing. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. You can also check out their Instagram page at You Break Wheel Fix. Same on Facebook. They can do all kinds of colors for you down there. They basically handle everything. They're based in North Miami. Mark's a huge uh, Heat, Hurricanes, and Dolphins fan as well, so you can chat them up about all of that stuff too. They're just south of Aventura. You can reach Mark and the staff at 305-748-0112. That's 305-748-0112. Or again, online at youbreakwheelfix.com. Also check out our betting partner. It's Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. That's with an O. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get $20 to play. It's described there as a stock exchange for sports betting. Basically, what it is is you're betting against others who use it. You're not betting against uh, a bookie or the app itself. It's different from the others. That's what makes it legal in 44 states, including the state of Florida. We also run tournaments there. We've been running tournaments there the last few days with contests as well. So just check it out. Go to betteredge.com. Sign on with the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play. Most of the tournaments are 5 bucks. You can literally play four tournaments with the money that they're just handing you from the very beginning. So go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're going to wrap the rest of them into, into one here, okay? So we've already gotten into Love and to Lowry, and then we're going to make a final decision here. So I'm just going to make each of you choose, okay? Here, here's, here's your list of undrafteds, okay, who've made contributions in the playoffs. Caleb Martin, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent. We always package them together. I, I, we could talk about Haywood Highsmith and Cody Zeller, et cetera, but those have been the three core guys that have gathered, you know, the lion's share of the minutes, and they've each had moments. In fact, they all had moments yesterday. Uh, Caleb Martin had a highlight dunk. You can check out. I had a conversation with Caleb about that. That's on, on YouTube right now. Um, and just played his usual type two-way game. Jimmy's obviously very comfortable playing with him. Max had his third straight strong game uh, from a shooting perspective, but also in a lot of other ways. He also took the charge on Randall. Then ended up being Randall's sixth foul. I asked about him. He said, did you know? He said, absolutely. Um, he's been in the right place. He's played with physicality uh, for most of the postseason or for all the postseason. But he's, he shot the ball well for about half of the postseason. But more, more recently, the last three games he has. And then also Gabe Vincent, who hasn't shot the ball that well, but has an outstanding assist to turnover ratio in the postseason and just is giving Brunson hell, okay, when he's guarding him. So I'll just leave it at this. To you – it's really two separate questions here, uh, Greg. I'll start with you on this one. I mean, who's been the most important and who's been the most surprising? Yeah, I'm glad that you're um, separating those two because it's it's important distinctions to make. The most important to me probably is Caleb Martin. I mean, I have a hard time veering away from that, even though I do think that there may be validity in saying that when they were down Jimmy – um, or down Tyler, that Gabe's offensive game has been something that they maybe couldn't have lived without. But I'm going to say the most important is Caleb. The most surprising is Gabe. And I think Gabe Vincent has also probably earned himself the most money from what he's done uh, this offseason. Max Struess will, you know, and obviously there's games to be played and Max could drop 38 on, you know, some crazy shooting. And that's the kind of imprint games that get left in GM's heads mm-hmm. after a playoff run that make people say, whoa, that guy impacted winning in a different kind of way. He worked through something that they didn't think he could do. And he evolved on like on the job training was Gabe Vincent you know, having to shoot a bunch of times and finding a way to be effective while doing it. Like those are the little things that I think uh, winning teams pick up on and offer full mid mid levels for all of a sudden. So I would say that it's Gabe who's the most surprising, but they're not doing any of this if they don't have a, they're already shallow on the wing. So I would say that no Caleb would be a death sentence for this team if they didn't have them. All right, but before I go to you, Alex, let me give you the numbers on the three of them here right now. Uh, in the postseason, nine games, Gabe Vincent's averaging roughly 13 points, 37% shooting overall, but 36% from three, uh, five assists, uh, basically three to one assist to turnover ratio, five assists to about 1.7 uh, turnovers. Uh, Caleb Martin, nine games, averaging 28 minutes, shooting 53% from the floor, 38% from three, Six rebounds, a couple of assists, uh, and also a steal per game for Caleb. And Max, 29 minutes a game, averaging 10.2 points, 
49% from the field, 39% from three on more than five attempts per game, and, and three rebounds there. Uh, most, I guess let's start again, most surprising, most uh, most impactful. Do you go the same way? Is it, is it Caleb for one and, and Gabe for the other? I'm not going to lie to you. I've been trying to think about it since you asked late this question, and I still don't have an answer I feel confident about. I think that's how important each of them have been. And um, honestly, I think just to start off with, you, you mentioned the numbers there. I was looking at those too. Max um, in this run versus the Knicks here has gone up from five threes a game to about eight and from 10, uh, 10 points a game to 15. I think he's been a huge part of this Knicks series. I think they've really gotten to him uh, even more. As a, I mean, just going from five threes a game to eight is a pretty huge jump. And he he went, he's sustaining the same percentage. Like it's 38%. Well, and, he, he uh, explained that last night, Alex, not to cut you off, but he explained that last night. He said that they're, they're giving me, and I noticed this in the game, I tweeted it. They're giving him looks Milwaukee didn't give him. They just are, yeah. they, and, and he's taking it, but, the, but it's, it's up to him to take advantage of it. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what we're talking about here, right? Because of the, the way that the Knicks defend, that is, I think, been such a, it's been such a nice, like, spark plug for the Heat to be able to, you know, get the ball moving a little bit easier, whereas the Bucks were always trying to stay home on the, on the Heat shooters for the most part, not sending too much help at Jimmy and Bam, just kind of essentially funneling guys into the paint uh, to have Brooke and Giannis um, protected. I just think the way that the Knicks are defending is kind of the opposite. Like they're playing a lot higher up on screens. They're sending way more help. It's much more aggressive defense. And I just think that's been a huge reason why the Heat have looked so good moving the ball. They, they realize that they have got to keep moving the ball around um, because Jimmy is not going to be able to just kill guys one-on-one like he was in the Bucks. Like they were, they were keeping him mostly one-on-one, you know, having a rim protector in the paint, which is tough enough when you have as many as uh, as many good defenders as the Bucks did. But now he's they're just playing the game that's out there. Max has been, I mean, absolutely huge. Like I mentioned, 15 points, 38% from three on eight threes a game. Like if you would have told me before the playoffs, he's giving you that. That's awesome. Even the 10 points a game on 38% shooting is pretty good. Like that's, that's what you would want for Max. And I think the defense has been really solid. So I think maybe he's been um, the most surprising, even like I said, I don't really feel that confident about any of these answers because I, I think at one point Gabe was the most surprising to me. Maybe it's because he's cooled down the last couple of games. Weirdly enough, he plays like way better in Madison Square Garden uh, this series than he has in Miami. But Gabe has been awesome. Gabe has been amazing. I think um, the shooting, the way that he's able to, I think, keep himself as a scoring threat. I, I don't think he's somebody that you can just easily give up. Uh, drop coverage jumpers too anymore i think teams have to worry a little bit about his pull-up and man the defense 94 feet on jalen brunson the past couple of games especially last night fantastic man it really reminded me of what he did to trey last season gabe is an absolute fighter i love that spo went back to that to kind of uh you know keep jimmy as a helper i think gabe is really good at that and brunson is kind of a guy he can fight with because even though brunson is physical and crafty and all of that I think Gabe like reads those types of moves very well. He, he's very good at anticipating. He's very good at getting up into guys, you know, not letting guys get leveraged physically like like a guy like Brunson does often. He's done an incredible job. And then Caleb, I don't, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say from these. All of them are playing so well. 11 points, six rebounds, you know, two assists, the steals, like you mentioned. The defense has been fantastic. I think he had a better series versus the Bucks than he has versus the Knicks. Mm. It's been very, very good regardless. Like, I think he's just been such a good two-way player for them. 
great energy, great job getting to the rim, playing off the catch. And by the way, I forgot to mention that before with Kevin Love, the, the other added element with him playing off the catch and having a couple <laughs> drives these past couple of games where he gets it, gets to the rim and just hands it off. I'm like, wow, man, he's making these like jump drop off passes. Did not see that coming. But uh, yeah, Caleb Martin is an off the catch um, all-star to me. Not not an actual all-star, but as far as playing off the catch, he is so good in that role. I think he really knows how to fit in with the team. He's hitting the open threes that are given to him. Just a fighter, no matter what position he's playing at, doing a great job with the with the team rebounding. I don't know what else to say. I can't believe how much everybody has flipped the script, even the guys that I think, you know, you wouldn't expect for um, their games to elevate so much in the playoffs. Like, you expect that with a guy like Jimmy Butler, right? But with the role players, everybody is stepping up their game. I don't think any of us saw this coming. Well, and it's also not just at home. You talk about role players playing better at home, but that has not necessarily been the case. I mean, they had the role player game that they almost stole at MSG. I, the thing with Caleb I mean, is a superstar at MSG. I, right, exactly. Well, when, when I talked talk to Caleb about this the other day, there's more there. There's more there. I mean, he came in as an isolation player and then became a role player. And I talked to him about his handle the other day, and he said, he said, I'm going to work on, you know, that's that's going to be a point of emphasis this offseason. I, I I think they can make him into more of an ISO player than he is now. I mean, for now, it's like he's like, I pick my spots, okay? Like, even yesterday, the dunk, you know, Jimmy draws two, ball comes out to Caleb. Randall hedged on him at first and then sort of looked the other direction, and by the time he turned around, Caleb's gone, and he's yamming on him. And I was at Robinson, I believe it was in the back, who, who didn't uh, react very quickly. And you already know Caleb's going to – when he gets that dunk, there's going to be that little spin afterwards for the celebration. Uh, he, he plays with a certain edge and cockiness, which is not consistent with his personality off the floor. It's interesting. Like, uh, but, but we talked about it. When we go back to last year – we said they have type A role players. They, they found um, these these undrafted two-way guys in Max, Gabe, and Caleb who are type A personality. You don't see that with a lot of role players. Role players are usually the guys that are just happy to sort of plug and play and fit in. But those three guys believe they're as good as anybody they're playing against. When Caleb plays in Jimmy's place, he believes he can do Jimmy things. Max has a, has an edge to him. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about that. And G- Gabe really has an edge to him, okay, for sure. They're all, like, nice dudes off the floor, but, like, they don't act like that on the floor, which is exactly kind of uh, what you want. All right, when we close here, we're going to do this. I'm giving you guys a 24-second shot clock here, okay? All right, and, I'm, and otherwise, you turn over the ball. I'll go last, okay? So we picked five here. So 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 who's who's the one they couldn't have lived without? Greg, 24 seconds. Oh, gosh. Love, could... Lowry, Caleb, Max, or, hey, or Gabe? Uh, I'm going to go with Caleb Martin. Final answer. Alex? Damn it, Ethan. Why are you making me pick just one? Uh, Hold on. While seconds. Alex thinks about it, let me tell you something funny. Mitchell Robinson was responding to people about not getting offensive rebounds right. at 3.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitter. That dude is in his, he's in his own head. So I just well, well, Jimmy, if I didn't say that on this episode, wine. we would forget about it. So I'm sneaking it in here. <laughs> well, while while Jimmy was having a bottle of wine uh, and uh, Jimmy having a bottle of wine to play guitar at some Italian restaurant last night, uh, Alex, you're down to eight seconds. Go. Oh come on, that is not fair. I'm not. I'm giving you extra time just because he broke in. Just go ahead. You got six I seconds. Think if you're Five, making eight. me pick one, 
I'm probably going to say Kevin Love because of the matchups, but at the end of the day, I haven't thrown that in here in a while. I think all of them have been damn near equally as important. I know how much of a cop-out that sounds like. I just think, like, you, you go through true. them. Gabe Vincent, hugely important. Caleb Martin, hugely important. Kyle Lowry, hugely important. Kevin Love, hugely important. I think you could even say that for, for Max Struz, even though it hasn't stood out as much. Um, I think the way that he's come out in this series, like, all of them are more or less – equally important because of the way that they're coming together as a collective where it's like yeah jimmy's taking it his game to another level but the collective is what's really you know taking them from the identity they had in a regular season to what they've been in the playoffs all right i'm gonna break the tie here i'm gonna pick someone you guys are not gonna i'm going with kyle honestly i'm going with kyle one and caleb two and, and i'm going with kyle because i think i i we wrote him off i mean we wrote him off this year we at, we well no you did too. I mean, we I, did. I I think Greg and I did the most, but yes. I th- I I think you did also. I think you did also. And I mean I wanted him off the bench. I guess if you think of that as writing him off, but I, I mean he's in Tibbs's head. Like literally, like t- he he did a two minute thing on Ky- nobody asked him about Kyle Lowry. Nobody asked him. He's in there. He's and and look as as Kyle mentioned after Kyle won a gold medal with Tibbs. Um, so that it was on it was U.S. Team USA and all that. So there's a relationship there. But I, I honestly, I thought I thought Kyle's career in Miami was cooked. Um, so the fact that they're getting this out of him, uh, you know, whether again his health, whether he just cares more, whatever it is, matchups, necessity, uh, I think he's been important. But we'll poll this because I'm sure people will come up with a different answer. Thanks to our sponsors, GamingParties.com, YouBreakWheelFix.com. I didn't mention Prize Picks, but get in there. Make sure you use that code five F I V E. Get the initial deposit matchup for hundred dollars and Better Edge. Use code five. RSN will have full coverage Wednesday night. Brian Fonseca is making his on-site uh, coverage debut for us. We're sending him into the garden. And if you know how Brian gets, he'll be, the rat's cursing, nest. Right, he'll be cursing right back at all of them. Trust me, when they're flooding for the exits with six minutes left on the heater up 13, Brian's going to be having a good time up there. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.